All right, today we're talking about things that can transform your life in five minutes. These days, everyone's so busy, there's so much stuff going on, and this principle that something small can sometimes fill your cup and give you that juice that you need to, to go on or to step into a new direction in your life or to create the thing you've always wanted to create. So, Mike, five things that can transform your life, or five, sorry, five minutes that can transform your life. So I'm thinking um, for me, definitely like music, coming back to music is such a beautiful uh, awakening for me always. Just like five minutes to just play my guitar, five minutes to play my didgeridoo. It's always such a huge transformation on so many levels. Um, over to you, mate. Yeah, I resonate with that one as well, mate. I find that um, no matter what's gone on, yeah, no matter what, if I can get myself to the guitar, it just, or the ditch, you know, it's such a healthy healing practice to bring yeah. myself back to the present moment. Yeah, I think you resonate with that one. 100%. Um, one thing that I actually got from you as well, um, when I was doing your men's, men's container over the summer, um, was just to take five minutes to stop and just go outside and listen to nature. And um, something I guess I'd sort of done always, but I don't know, when you shared it with me, I was like, right, I'm going to just really consciously inject that into my day. And often I'll just go for five minutes and sit on my hammock and just listen to the birds listen to the nature listen to the water um listen to the wind and oh man it just changes everything in just five minutes it's like i go out one color and come back like a completely different energy i swear if they were mapping out my biofield you'd just see such huge results in in five minutes so thank you for that one yeah pleasure i mean that's uh, i was laughing when you were doing the intro because that's exactly what i did five minutes before this podcast mm -hmm. i took my clothes off got my fit feet in the ground and I just went for a walk on the the i got a beautiful you know a couple of acres and i just walked in the grass and sang the song that we were just working on earlier um as i walked in the grass got some vitamin d and literally it just one i was walking i was moving i was feeling the earth underneath me and what i think this is a real key thing for people there is like what you referred to is just getting outside and listening to nature but you know what we don't realize this is we're in nature which means the word nature is natural and we're in our natural habitat we're grounding ourselves into the earth and you know that when the human heart is operating at 72 beats per minute the frequency of the heart at that point in time is the centerpiece of every frequency for every living thing on this planet and wow. so when we yeah when we move and most people's resting heart rate throughout the day is probably sitting at around 72 beats mm -hmm. and so when we submerge ourselves in nature we move back to our natural state and that grounding is just like a, a powerpoint you know like we've got the, the two, two two charges positive and negative charges to create electricity then we have a grounding force which is the center one that goes right you know bang in the middle and that's what we need as humans we're biofields we're positively and negative charged ions moving around in this mass suit and we need to ground ourselves to earth ourselves and so when we go and sit lay in the hammock or we sit amongst the trees or we walk amongst the trees and we listen to nature we come in our most natural state which is exactly how we were designed and meant to live and be was be not yeah. do not to have we're meant to be be in existence be in the more present mm -hmm. than listening to your breath or listening to the birds and smiling to try and figure out where which tree they in the resonance of the bird and at that point we come back to being one we've moved away from the separation and the busyness and that the world and the programming of the world wants to have have us in brings us back to our natural state so yeah I, I love that one yeah beautiful brother yeah so what about for you what's your five minutes 
What's your things? One of the things that I really lean into is toss up between breath work and meditation. Uh, you know, sometimes they're combined. I guess it depends what I need um, in that moment to, that really does change my state. Um, you know, we're working on the body at that point. So meditation is probably, if you ask me to write a book to say, what is the one thing, if someone was to do one thing in life to change your life and have a, a really fulfilling life, what would it be? I hands down would write meditation. That would be the end of the book, start and the end of the book. So can you dive into that a little bit for, let's say the newbie out there that's like, oh, that meditation, like I just don't have time to stop for five minutes. Like it can't be that good. Like what, what, what do you love about it? What's, what's your, sell, sell me meditation. Mm, it's something I couldn't do um, mm -hmm. because I had that belief that I couldn't do it. And when I was in my old corporate ways, you know, it was about hustle and grind. And if you, you sleep when you're dead kind of mentality and what meditation does, and since I've learned how to do it, it allows me to slow down, to speed up. And what I mean by that is if you're in the corporate world, the best thing you can do is meditate. And if you look at all the successful CEOs, the, the, the people who accredit the greatest level of their success to meditation is like Steve Jobs, Elon Musk, some of the greats, because the vision, they're visionary people, right? They have big picture thinking that they're, they're not in the minutia. They're so visionary. And where do you think vision comes from? Our mm. third eye, our mind's eye. And we have to connect in with our higher self because our dense body, we have to move through time and space, but our ethereal mind can transcend time and space. Mm -hmm. And that's where they see these big visions. So just to improve your life though, I can guarantee that if just statistically shows 10 minutes of meditation per day is the, the blue ribbon, you don't need any more than that. But if you can only do five, just do five. And I remember when I first started out, I couldn't do a minute. I would literally start the timer and I'd have one eye open checking the timer at like 15 seconds. And I'm like, far out. I can't even get that far. And persevered and persisted with it. And now I meditate a couple of times a day, but it's because there's no better place for me to be. Like I'm in the present moment. You know, if I move into the past, I'm ruminating over the pains and the voids of the past and the things that hurt me. And then if I go out into the future, it's a scary place because I'm moving into this unpredictable, unknown world. And all I have right now is this next breath that I take in. Mm. There's nothing more safe. There's nothing more secure than that. And it helps me regulate my nervous system. It brings me into a state of bliss. And it brings me into a state of I'm okay. It brings me into a state of I feel safe. Mm. And there's nothing more that people want because the highest, like you look at Maslow, Maslow's hierarchy of needs, the number one pillar is safety, certainty, and security. I need a roof over my head. I need to know I've got food on the table. And I need to know I'm not going to get eaten by a saber-toothed tiger yeah. you know, or whatever the current day threat is. So meditation has changed my life. You know, I'm more calm. I'm more centered. And when I said I slow down to speed up, I teach this to all my clients who are still in that sort of, you know, they've got a push and they've got a grind and they, they believe that's still the way. What I've taught them to do is to great, look at all the times that you've hustled and you've pushed and you've worked a million hours and you didn't take a break and you were overtired. Now review your work. How many mistakes did you make? How many times did you have to redo it? How many apologies did you have to make? How many deadlines did you miss? Countless. And so when I meditate and bring myself into the present moment, I have laser-like focus. I find the one thing that I need to do because I can now see the forest for the trees. I can actually see everything. But when I'm in that hustle and grind mentality, I can't see the forest for the trees. I'm just too deep in it. Yeah. And that moment I can go, you know what? The most efficient, beneficial thing for me to do right now is that one thing. And I've got a regulated nervous system which allows me to do that one thing. And I don't have mistakes. I don't miss money. I don't anything is smooth, which allows me the bandwidth to do more things, which is why I say it slows me down so that I can be more efficient mm. or yeah, power 
and it's really, really powerful. It's beautiful. And the other thing is, it feels great. Yeah. Like, I know that's weird, but when you get, I guess, enough hours under the belt, that I get happy walking over to my meditation mat because I know I'm going to feel good. Mm, wow. That's the beautiful part. Where it's like we're on this planet, we're on this rock to experience all this human thing that there is to have, all the emotions. Why not try and maximize the amount of time that I get the good ones for? Mm-hmm. Meditation does that for me. I could have an argument with a beloved and I'll go and meditate and see exactly where I went wrong. And I can come instantly into a sense of gratitude and apology with an awareness of like, you know what, honey, I'm, I'm really sorry. I've seen my ways. This was, I was out of line with this one. I'm going to take full responsibility for it. And literally that could be like argument, sit down, meditate, walk back 10 minutes later. And I'm like, Hey, I've got, I got this solved. I fixed it. Mm-hmm. It's all me, you know? And, and, but in the past I would have sat in that argument for five days holding on to my my version of reality which i needed to be right on yeah so meditation is really really powerful yeah it's a huge one it will change your life i love that what you just said about um you know holding on holding on to things maybe in uh earlier days in your life you would have chosen to hold on to something for uh days as opposed to maybe um weeks or 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 sorry as opposed to like hours or minutes you know and that's something that is really just such an incredible practice to it's always blown me away that some people say you know like i I separated with my wife and you know it's been 10 years now and i still think about it every day and i'm never going to recover and i'm going to that you know that and that and other people are like you know we've been separated for two weeks now and i feel great and i'm I'm thinking you know maybe that's a could be a cover-up it might not be the truth but let's say you know people that really say process that in a shorter amount of time like really process it compared to a longer amount of time why is that and some people might judge and say oh the guy that's done it only for two weeks he's you know he hasn't felt already hasn't he hasn't you know two weeks is probably a short time let's say six months right the, the guy's uh, processed this for six months he's really um it, it's not right he should be holding on to that for longer or the guy that's been 10 years it's like that's the right amount of time that's how long you should be in pain for so whatever but i don't know i just think it's doing the work and all these are all these um practices are in our own reach like we can choose we get to choose how long we hold on to the story for sort of somewhat you know there's a fine line you got to feel it and stuff but um i don't know that's sort of i feel like that's what i've learned with my you know studies with i guess tantra and energetics and stuff and meditation for sure is that ability to process things much quicker than um otherwise of just sitting in it there's a a beautiful story about two monks that were walking through the mountains and they came along a a river crossing and there was a lady a woman there and she couldn't cross the river because it was a little too high for her and the monks are not allowed to touch women that's that's against their philosophy and their their traditions and the elder monk picked up the lady put her on her shoulder and he carried her across the river and got to the other side put the woman down and they went their separate ways and after about five hours they've been traipsing through the mountains and carrying on their walk the younger monk said to the uh, older monk he said i I, i've got it you know master i have to ask you picked up that woman how could you touch that woman and the older monk turned around and said oh you're still carrying her i put her down five hours ago wow and and there is that what you're referring to it's just the you know um it's a metaphor for what you're referring to and it's called a plank length which is the smallest unit and measurement of time in the human experience and the wise master realizes that he can process this thing of i picked up the woman and i can also put her down and leave it right where it was or if i've got a really long plank length 
I could hold on to that, like you said, with the person who's been married, got divorced and still hanging on 10 years later. Their plank length is extremely long. It's a 10 year plank length. And what I find in that moment is the depth of someone's awareness and consciousness, because it's our ability to pivot from triggered event into a neutralized state. And the speed of which we do shows our wisdom. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, I, I think I am, it's always this, like we're always growing and learning. I'm learning how quickly can I neutralize the charge that I have over this particular event? Can I do it real time? Like I'm in the event, I've been triggered, can I neutralize it right now? See the benefits and the drawbacks to it, see where I went wrong. Maybe I have to do some deep breathing, but that reducing my plank length would be my goal. Beautiful. And if there's anyone out there listening that's like, oh, that sounds great. I'd love to do that, but I don't know where to start. Probably The Power of Now would probably be probably the, the, the best place to start. The book, The Power of Now by Eckhart Tolle, which I think is just such a beautiful step into spirituality. If you're you know, a newbie into any of these things we're speaking about, then that's probably just the greatest place to start where he bridges it between the kind of um, the, the, the non-spiritual world and the deeply spiritual world in just about every word. Um, so yeah, maybe check that out. But you know, that skill of being able to witness rather than getting caught up in it, just to be able to witness the the, the, the scenarios and the, the things that are becoming outcomes, the things that are happening in the moment. It's such an art form to, to witness and not get so caught up in it. And if you can bring that into the real time, which I feel like a lot of the power of now is about those concepts and principles of of making that even a possibility um which the practice never ends but um what a what a place to start and um yeah i love that brother thank you for sharing that's epic mm, thank you brother mm. what have you got right what's your next category thing I think just uh, kind of what I just said, like just take going and listen to The Power of Now, five minutes a day, I think would be a great thing to incorporate in anyone's life. Um, five minutes of that can change your life. And, you know, I've said it before, I think five minutes of any, um, you know, any book that really deeply resonates you of that inspiring sense, be it you know, The Power of Now or Conversations with God, which we've mentioned on this platform before, um, or anyone that you're into, you know, the the, the Tony Robinsons or the um, Joe Dispenza's or the, the Gary V's been my new my new guy and he's your old guy, I think. So we've, we're swore, and I'm just loving it. I'm just absolutely loving it. It's just like so, so cool. And each one of those characters just brings a whole nother level of awareness to my life and a whole nother depth of being who I really am and who I really want to be and how those things ebb and flow. Um, just even that conversation we just had about the triggers and how we can hold on to things for a long time or a short time. I remember a beautiful woman that I separated with around my early 30s and I just, it was months and months and months that of, of trauma that I chose to put myself through in that experience. And looking back, I was like, why did I choose that? And, you know, it felt right, I didn't know any other way in the time, but wow, I really, really chose to be in that for a long period. And um, yeah, you know, another friend of mine that spent 10 years in a separation in his in his mind that was so done and just, um, yeah, just chose to, to, to really, really live it for like 10 years of like moping around and the story of you'll never get it you'll never get it you'll never be through what I went through and you'll never be able to love someone like I was able to love this person you'll never understand that you know and can you measure love is is being in love with someone for six months or one year 
less potent than being in some with love love with someone for 20 years like i've never kind of got that one either i think um and you can't really measure it because you're not me and i'm not you so even if you think you've got the answer well maybe your truth is maybe an illusion or your illusion is your truth whatever you want to say but you know how do you how do you measure love and how do you measure that anyway for me love is a frequency it's not the emotion Mm. i think truly most people experience the the emotion of lust you know which is usually you know it's love is unconditional it's like when you see a puppy you instantly fall in love with it mm. you, you don't know why you can't justify you don't even know its name yet you're like oh my god your voice changes everything you know <laughs> like you're in adoration yeah True, right yeah when you see a baby and babies aren't cute but you're not like they're not right generally systemically speaking but you go oh, and there's this gasp of a deep breath in and it's like an inspiration because you've seen this newborn baby which is untouched it's perfectly formed and you have this love you don't even know its name yet and you're like oh my god it's so beautiful and you just like and your eyes are like saucer plates looking at this thing that's unconditional love but then when we move into these relationships it's like oh i love you and i love you unconditionally as long as you stay with me or as long as you don't go don't you dare cheat on me or don't you look at another woman or another man or don't you that's conditional it's like well what if i just loved you anyway like through all your flaws and all your messes that's why do i love you i don't know I actually don't know why I love you because it's a frequency. It's a pulling into your vortex that I need to be in. I'm desiring to be in it and it's captivating. And you, when I see you, it's like, <gasps> just like I do with the baby, it's, it's breathtaking and mm-hmm. breath to inspire and inspire is to in, uh, breathe life into, you know? So that woman, that man, whoever is inspiring, breathing life into me just by their sheer presence, that is unconditional love. Yeah. But everything else I see, the vast majority of people, I think, are in the experience of lust. And that's there's a very slippery slope to that one. It's got yeah. a different energy to it. Um, 100%, 100%. And um, that's that's a, we, we definitely need to do a whole podcast on that one too. <laughs> I think um, that, you know, just to sort of summarize then these themes of five minutes, uh, things that can change your life in five minutes. So we've, we've seen some themes of um, things that make us feel love, things that we love to do, things that can inspire us to be better people, um, and nature. I think that's kind of summed it up. Yeah. I'm going to throw one more in. Yeah. Uh, just in the spirit of our podcast, uh, which is, and we've covered off spirit in the pod, you know, which is, we, we spoke into spirituality, but accountability. Like I find getting on a phone call with you yeah. could bring me out of or hold me to account to a higher level, yeah. which instantly makes me think differently. It challenges my, my pattern, whatever. I think that level of accountability with a dear, be it beloved or a brother or mentor, whatever your calling is, yeah, I find that can change your life. Like I get on the phone to you and it's like five minutes, my day changes, or I think about something new or you bring something into my awareness. And I think that can change your life in five minutes. 100%. And as soon as you said, there's one more thing, I knew it was going to be what you just said. And I was like, yes, of course, we forgot about accountability, right? And yeah. that definitely is probably the biggest changer of all for me like literally the accountability you know maybe a little obsessive compulsive as i look around my desk and see all the notes of accountability uh literally i can probably see a hundred pieces of paper scattered over my desk right now but it wasn't like that when i started this morning i've got so excited throughout my day that i've kind of moved these notes around with all these things that i'm being accountable for and having clear concise methods of that like those hundred pieces of paper have to come down to five now and those five have to be a reasonable 
tasks for me to complete by the end of the day because it gives me that sense of fullness and that sense of life and excitement to do what I do. Um, and without that accountability, and I'm always going out of my way to give myself extra accountability. I do my best to do it all, and I definitely don't do it all. I do my best to do it all, but I definitely fail sometimes, but that's the beauty of it. But yeah, got to do it. Accountability. Yeah, I think if you can hold yourself to a certain level of accountability, I think that's impressive. But I also think when you get on the phone or call whatever with one of your mentors or coaches, whoever, it just raises the bar because mm. we can all lie to ourselves and go, yeah, that was a good job. And then we yeah. get in front of the coach and he's like, what have you been doing all week? <laughs> yeah, yeah, so definitely. I think that sort of, um, because they're there to hold you to a higher standard. And yeah. as humans, we've got a very innate ability to lie to ourselves, I think. Yeah. And it's and we go, yeah, that was that was good. And we know it wasn't, but we feel good with that lie. <laughs> yep. No, I love that, brother. Um yeah, so true. And that that thing that the that the coach element brings to it. It's so funny what you just said about how we think, you know, sometimes I've done a good job and then the coach is like, what have you been doing all week? That's, yeah, I can think of a few times that's happened to me. And um, yes, those, those those coaches are, are potent, potent tools. Yeah, I mean, I see it with my clients and I they, they come in all proud of what they've done and I'm like, that, that, that's not specific. There was no target, there was no this. And they're like, oh yeah, wow, I didn't even think of that. Because you only you only know what you know, you yeah. only see what you can see. And, and as that coach has the beautiful ability to be the observer because they're not involved in your everyday waking moment yeah they can see behind the veil they can see what your story is as well and so huge accountability which the whole lot ties in really nicely unplanned music spirit and accountability for the podcast name uh, yes yeah we did it we're doing it uh i think we're at about episode 20 or 21 today so that's super exciting too man what an achievement congratulations to us that's a beautiful account and that's you know come from that accountability to show up to hang out with each other that was the, what, how we birthed this right so looking forward to um getting to 100 yeah absolutely thank you for all your hard work too brother it's mm. amazing doing it epic brother let's wrap it up there i shall see you next week hey brother talk soon thank you